to Karate Kid Minute, Cobra Kai edition for Season 5, Episode 5, Extreme Measures. Uh, I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And we also have... Oh, we have Kim here with us. Welcome back, Sensei Kim. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we will now be discussing what I think is the best Cobra Kai episode ever made. <laughs> this was awesome. Oh my god. It was very good. It was my least favorite episode of the season, followed by possibly my favorite. Oh, okay. You're saying Mondays was the yeah. least. Now your episode favorite. four was like bleh, and then episode five was like yay. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it's my favorite. It might be. Might be like like uh, this might be uh, my favorite ever. Oh really? <laughs> I I just loved it so much. I was so so into this episode, hmm. and uh, I I had to email uh, our friend of the pod, Bob Dearden, who wrote this episode. I'm mm-hmm. hoping that he's able to come back on, but I, I, I was so glad I, I was like, Hey, he, he probably won't mind. And I just emailed him. I was like, Oh my God, that was awesome. Thank you so much for writing that. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, it was just like, Hey, you want to come on the podcast sometimes? So we'll see what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and uh, directed by uh, Jennifer Salata. Uh, Jen Salata, of course, uh, is known for like office connections and I think quite other 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 sitcoms. Uh, but yeah, for Cobra Kai, she directed some great episodes. Uh, Cobra Kai Never Dies, Glory of Love, a couple of good ones. Um, so we got a good team here for, like I said, probably the best Cobra Kai episode ever. The synopsis. Daniel leans on a friend and frenemy. Tensions come to a head for Miguel and Robbie, and a familiar face returns. When I saw a familiar face returns uh, in the description and, like, realizing I had to go to bed, I was like, oh, my God, I, I can't stay up and watch another episode. It was mm-hmm. it, So it was killing me all the next day. Like, I have to get back to this episode. And, uh, yeah, I ended up watching it twice. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, front-loading all the my uh, rants and raves about this. So, chapters. First chapter I call Columbus Rocks 2. (laughs) Because, you know, we hear that Cleveland, Ohio rocks. Columbus, Ohio. We're going to talk about this trip to Ohio that Amanda and the kids make. They go to visit uh, Amanda's uh, mom, right? This is grandma? Uh, Amanda? I can't remember. Or is it, well... She says, no, she says your cousin is going to be here. And her cousin shows up and it's Jessica Andrews. Oh, my God. <laughs> did you expect to see her in this season? I, I did not. Honestly, uh, Kim, go ahead. Remember, remember you said you were mad? Yes, because Robin sent, Robin sent me a screenshot of Ralph Macchio and Robin Lively at a yep. premiere together. Uh-huh. And. You're like, what does this mean? So I had I hadn't even thought about the possibility of her coming back, um, and uh, yeah. So he put the bug in my ear, so I wasn't completely shocked. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't know. I was just like, hey, maybe she's there to be. At I the did premiere. know how. I was not expecting the door to open and it be her, though. That was a okay. Yeah, that was a surprise. I couldn't believe the reveal that Jessica is Amanda's cousin. <laughs> and that Jessica is the reason why Amanda and Daniel are together. But it it is such like a, um, I don't know, what do you what do you call that when they a, ret, a retcon? Oh, it's such a retcon. It's such mm-hmm. an amazing retcon. But it fits so perfectly because we don't really know too much of pre car dealership Mandy. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
and uh and the fact that jessica and daniel never dated is you know it's 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 good but it it makes it more believable that she would try to set him up like there's no no i know a nice guy yeah (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. like you're going out to california i know a a nice guy you should uh you should hang out with when you go out there Um, yeah i also like that jessica andrews shows up expecting Daniel to be there because she's got 10 pounds of mac and cheese. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds amazing. (laughs) She's got to do all the callbacks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I honestly, as the callbacks show up, I'm still like, it's season five and they're still coming. There's still, there's still more. Uh, Yeah. There's a line in Friday's episode where I was just like, Oh, they haven't used that one yet, (laughs) but we'll, we'll get to it. Um, so yeah, they go out to a uh, bar, which I guess accepts children in it because there's video games, um, <laughs> which Anthony is distracted by. Sam's looking a little upset with Amanda. Uh, we find out Amanda's maiden name is Steiner. It's not Andrews. It's Steiner. Um, and this girl, uh, Lizzie Ann, comes up and starts harassing Amanda about the baseball bat incident, which we heard about last season. Right. Uh, she's trying to figure out what nick- nickname they gave her. Uh, but yeah, she walks off thinking about that. And so Amanda starts telling Jessica about, uh, Daniel, what's going on with Daniel. Um, Amanda mentions Terry silver, which makes Jessica choke on her beer. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, this was pretty clever, like a a clever use of Robin Lively's character, Mm. uh, using her to get across just. Like as a third party, I guess, between Amanda and Daniel's views on the topic of Terry Silver to confirm I, what he said. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, it does irk me just a little bit still that I'm like, Amanda, you're not going to take your husband seriously when he's like, we're in danger. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. uh, you know, your cousin, yeah, I guess, well, I don't know, maybe family is, but she's been with Daniel for, you know, probably 20 years now. Um, Anyway, so uh, meanwhile, Anthony can't understand Galaga. Uh, <laughs> Sam asks why he didn't ask for her help when Kenny was bullying him, and Anthony's like, that wouldn't help. Um, and uh, then he mentions that uh, Robbie helped him out, which I think is going to make Sam go, ooh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she also, uh, I think she says at the end that she's going to help train Anthony. Uh, and skip all the chores and just yeah can you do that (laughs) that's not true miyagi though uh all right so but yeah back with this conversation we get some uh flashbacks of of terry and we were like oh gosh there's jessica and karate kid part three and you know i think a lot of people were like yeah i really gotta watch that movie eventually (laughs) Mm -hmm. i wonder how many people were like uh, like they saw that movie but they forgot what she looked like and they're like who is this (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or Until just flashback. Then they show the flashbacks. They're like, did they make Karate Kid Part Three like a couple of years ago? Like, she doesn't look like she's she's she looks like she's lost a little weight, but like, mm-hmm. uh, besides that, she looks completely the same. You know, yeah. her hair's done up. She's got a little less hair. It's done up a little bit. It's less eighties. Um, she's less. She's wearing less uh, Australian rugby jackets. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. 
but yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's true. Like a lot of our discussion towards the end of part three was like, would Jessica make sense coming to Cobra Kai? Like, what are they? Gonna, is she going to be teaching mountain climbing? Is she going to be? How is she even going to be in California again? Is she going to be running the pottery shop? Uh, uh, so it's kind of cool that like they decided not to send Jessica to California, but have her interact with other characters on the show it, it, as a way to help out her old friend, Daniel. Yeah. Um, I think cool. the way they did it is really clever and uh, Very clever. Nat- natural. Didn't feel shoehorned really. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, Amanda starts getting like, Oh yeah, the, this is really bad. And it, it seems like Daniel has not gotten past this. Um, but before the conversation gets any further, uh, this Lizzie girl comes up and reminds Miss Coastal Elite that they used to call her Babe Ruthless, in which Jessica tells her, blow it out your ass, Rooney. <laughs> and I was like, Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mind just completely shut down and then exploded out and, you know, out of my ears, pretty much. I was so, did you get this, Matt? I don't think so. Really? Don't worry, Matt. No, I doubt any of the listeners got it either. Regale us, Robin. Listeners of Karate Kid Minute, I sure hope you got this because Lizzie Ann Rooney is also probably known as Elizabeth Ann Rooney, the girl that stole Jessica's boyfriend away. The girl that we called her name out on the podcast several times. Like, if your name is Elizabeth Ann Rooney, you need to email us and let us know how Karate Kid (laughs) Part 3 affected you. (laughs) And that goes double for Cobra Kai. I couldn't believe they had Elizabeth Ann Rooney on this show. <laughs> Everyone is back. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, that's yeah, pretty, that's like, pretty good too. That's yeah. the one they, they, Robin, they cut, um, she cut her face out of the picture with the boyfriend. Yeah. She cut the boyfriend's face out, out of the, the mountain climbing picture. Oh, uh, right, right, right. That's what yeah, that means. Cause they went climbing together because but, of her. Yeah. Yeah, at first I was like, oh, what? We're just going to have this stupid setup with some mean girls from nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of, then it was like, oh, actually, this mean girl is like somebody that Jessica hates. Uh, I just feel like you would need a <clears throat> a really fresh watch to catch that, you know? Yeah, that's not yeah. a name that's going to stick in your head. Again, I, I was telling Kim last night, I'm like, I really want to rewatch Karate Kid Part 3. I just reviewed it three minutes at a time, and yet, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, so there's a bit of a, a sh- well, it's more of a shoving match than a karate fight. Uh, Amanda does get held back and Lizzie is about to really lay into her, but Sam's foot comes out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> like I've been saying the last couple episodes, uh, Sam jumps from a stool off camera. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, we know what struck me about that? When, when Sam comes in to save the day, they all look like shocked. I'm like, why are you shocked? She's a karate Girl, you're in action before yeah like oh you I, have this skill. i guess i guess they're just surprised she would attack an adult <laughs> uh, yeah i think they're all taken aback like whoa this person actually knows how to fight they are not just shoving each other around no but i mean like amanda looked as shocked she yeah. looked shocked yeah yeah hmm. okay back at grandma's everybody chows down on some white castle <laughs> which product uh placement? product placement uh maybe also a callback uh, to Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, the something mm. the big three were uh, involved in, right? Yeah. The producers. Uh, so, yeah, Jessica reminds Amanda that they got into a bar fight over nothing, but Daniel has every reason to hate Terry Silver. Cut him some slack. So, uh, all right. 
I I like I like that this comes from Jessica and not like Daniel. Like you need to let me and Chosen handle this. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's better to like uh, Jessica is more of a uh, I don't know. She's her cousin. And it's her family member. You can kind of tell your family member when they're really messing up. You know. Um, okay. This next chapter is very small. I call it to the victim go the spoils. And it's just about Stingray like returns to the dojo and Terry talks to him about how he's being a hero. Everybody claps. Everybody except Tori, I noticed. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Terry got Stingray a whole new apartment. Uh, and then he gives him the Sensei Lawrence's car. It's a car that looks just like Sensei Lawrence's car. <laughs> <laughs> it is his car. Uh, we also get a little echo of uh, Miguel and Johnny. Miguel getting his first key as uh, they open up the trunk to the car and inside is Stingray's uh, first Cobra Kai key. It's a personalized one. Mm. So uh, the next chapter I call Daniel Unchained. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I just tried. Um, so Daniel is morning drinking. Kim, did you want to compliment me on my amazing chapter titles or? Uh, <laughs> Is that under Django? Is that was that the play? Doesn't Django and Daniel sound close? Not a, no. no. All right. <laughs> nice try. A for effort. Uh, the D is silent. Annual unchained. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Daniel's doing some morning drinking. Chosen's trying to reassure him everything's going to be all okay, but Daniel's just stunned. He's like, "How does everybody not see through this guy?" And uh, I felt for Daniel in that moment, but still. Most mostly did it to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, there is, I think, a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, I don't know, not rewriting, but like reemphasizing how how people see Terry Silver in this season more than the last. Like Terry Silver was kind of like Kreese's right hand man in the last season. And now that he's taken over Cobra Kai and he's becoming like the public face of Cobra Kai. Now it's like everybody thinks Terry Silver is awesome. He's a great guy. He helps over underprivileged teens. He gives away free karate lessons. Uh, uh, he just wants to be, be, be into flow, 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 Sure. So uh, in the mail, Chosen gets a finds a newspaper clipping about Stingray's assault, and it has liar written over his face, and it has his uh, Stingray's apartment address. Um, Daniel worries it may be a trap. Daniel is right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right then and there, were you were you like, who's trapping Daniel? Like it, the, the, Terry, I, I thought it was Terry. I thought Terry was like trying to manipulate him into this. Uh, yeah, that's the most. It. That's the most obvious answer. It's but. just like trap, trap, trap. This is a trap. Come on. They even say that. They're like, it's probably a trap, but you should probably <laughs> check it out. I like how Chosen like stops him from drinking and puts a thermos of coffee in front of him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just a good friend. Yeah. Uh, the next scene of Chosen and Daniel sitting in the car on the stakeout and Daniel just like eyeing Stingray's apartment and bringing the cop- cup of coffee up to his mouth really reminded me of like an episode of the wire or something, you know, <laughs> just like uh, countless cop stakeout shows. Um, yeah. Chosen tries to like, Hey, you know, Amanda knows your heart, but I, I like, like one of the things I really loved about this episode is I, we talked last week. I mean, Matt, you brought up like some sort of complaints about R- Ralph's acting maybe, mm. uh, but I really think, like, in this episode, 
even though I disagree that Ralph Macchio is nothing but our finest actor, uh, <laughs> in this episode, he really like gives it all. Like I really, uh, I really love how much he portrays how completely broken he is. And, and it's in this moment that, um, like where chosen's like trying to drop some sort of like wise saying, and Daniel's like, I am in no mood for platitudes right now. Like I've lost my family, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool. Like to show a little change in how Daniel is when Amanda leaves him, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. He's in the, the usual, uh, Johnny down in the dumps <laughs> uh, role here. He's not Johnny classic. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, meanwhile, Stingray rolls up and starts singing. He's like singing to himself. And I noticed he's, he, one of the things he sings about is like being a Judas or something. And it's almost like his conscience is coming out through his, his words. Mm-hmm. But uh, Daniel knocks and then he kind of like does the, you know, the friendly officer lets himself in and walks around like, or even just like, like Columbo or something like that. <laughs> like, oh, where's all your money coming from? Yeah. Uh, one more thing. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> My finances are between me and TurboTax. Yeah. I love how, I love how, <laughs> yeah. I love how Stingray, like how he, how he emphasizes the tax, the TurboTax instead of just TurboTax. <laughs> the running man the running man sorry yeah, that was an in-joke uh, alright Daniel gets really frustrated with Stingray and makes him fall over onto his PlayStation which I'm just like product it's a placement. trap get out of here oh, yep more product <laughs> placement it's a trap get out of here uh, Chosen pulls him out and tells him he's no Stingray he's a turtle if pressed he'll retreat further back into his shell which uh I think Chosen could make some great chapter titles too. Um, Just saying. (laughs) Uh, So Daniel gets an idea. So let's go into a different part of this episode. I'm going to call this chapter No Escape because we're now in Olive Garden. Matt? Product placement. (laughs) Robbie and Miguel get ambushed by Johnny who say they're going on a trip together. But this trip is illustrated by Henry, a very overhelpful Olive Garden waiter who illustrates his men- the menu like a trip of culinary delights into all mm-hmm. sorts of different places. Um, what was going on with like, this was so strange. Uh, I, I really like, I like, I, the things I love most about Cobra Kai these days. Now we're in season, season five are the things that kind of like stick out. Like that's not Cobra. That's, that's a little different than what we've gotten. You know, <laughs> it's not rehashing things. It's, and it just having this weird waiter go on about Italian dishes. Product placement. You think it's just that? Strange things happen when you got to when you got to sell a product. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know if it really was, but uh, the boys uh, end up leaving Johnny with his unlimited breadsticks. Uh, it's too bad because you know when you're at Olive Garden, when your family, right? <laughs> uh, we go to. It, by the way, this podcast is brought to you by Olive Garden. <laughs> Johnny's apartment, Miguel shows up, and yet it's another trap. This thing, this episode is full of traps. Um, through some internetting, uh, Johnny found out that teams are built by working together, and he turned his apartment into an escape room. <laughs> awesome. Is it an escape well, room? I loved when on... I realized what, it, what he had done there. I was like, what is all this crap? Every... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I especially like the cactus built out of banquet cans. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, but he's got like cardboard. Uh, I, he, his only crafting materials really he has to work with are things that come from Core's Banquet. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a Young Guns Two escape room, and he's even got Blaze of Glory playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love me some Young Guns. I don't, are, are, are you two familiar? I saw it once when it came out. I believe I liked it. I need to rewatch it. What about you, Kim? Young Guns does not mean anything to me. Interesting. Uh, when we hear from her next, she'll be like, oh my god, Young Guns is the best thing. Uh, <laughs> and Young, Gun 2 is, Young Guns 2 is even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosa comes in as Billy the Kid, and she's got a riddle, but Miguel uses this entrance to just be able to escape this apartment, and Robbie goes back to his room. And then Rosa locks Johnny in his apartment because, yeah, he reversed the locks and threw the key into the garbage disposal. (laughs) That was Uh, pretty great that he recruited her for this. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was funny. Uh, The next chapter I call beer goggles. Uh, Daniel, this is when Daniel visits Johnny and he wants Johnny's help to help him flip Stingray because Stingray used to be his student. Um, But yeah, Johnny, Johnny is all about family. He's not want to be involved in any of this karate stuff. And meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, it's episode five. It's time to get involved. <laughs> like, come on, Johnny. <laughs> it's really like two different shows these days, you know? It's kind of connected by the kids, but barely because mm-hmm. the kids are like doing their own thing mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this season so far is very adult focused. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I don't mind. No. <laughs> Quite honestly, I prefer the adults, but that's because I'm ancient. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so Daniel even calls Johnny out. Like, you open Pandora's box, which uh, kind of confuses Johnny, irritates him. Um, he says that he's fine. Robbie's out of Cobra Kai. Kreese is in jail. Uh, Daniel asks about the other kids, though. And I have the quote because, holy cow, he goes, What happened to the strike first badass? Do I need to kick your ass to wake him up? Or it was just one tournament loss all it took to turn you into a pussy? Which I vocally was just like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so yeah, Johnny steps up and I'm like, oh God, they're going to fight in this apartment again. Uh, the TV is going to get knocked down somehow. Right. Uh, but really he just kind of sits Daniel down. He's just like, what the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> it gives him a, a banquet and uh, Daniel admits that Amanda left him and he and Johnny have a bit of a heart to heart. This was very refreshing. So good. So good. Um, he tells tells him that he and Amanda will get through it as long as you keep your head out of your ass. He tells him about his troubles with Miguel and Robbie. He says he goggled conflict resolution. <laughs> Johnny is such a Luddite. Took your word. Uh, that uh, he, he doesn't even know how to say Google. <laughs> Ordering on unbelievable. I don't know. Or maybe it's non-product placement. <laughs> maybe it's goggle in this world. I don't know. Goggle. Yeah, he also didn't know Pandora's box. He just right. doesn't catch anything. He's, <laughs> you know, he's like thick that way. But then he's so like the ingenuity that he shows when he he's got to be the most motivated alcoholic too, right? <laughs> he puts together like whether he's rehabilitating miguel or the escape room he puts in like a ton of effort right you know i don't know uh 
Daniel wonders if he should try some uh, Johnny classic moves to help out uh, Miguel and Robbie. And uh, it says, I've kind of grown fond of Johnny classic, but don't say anything. We're going to fight again. This time it's not going to be any tournament rules. And then he starts to like muse like, hey, you know, if we didn't stop at three points and just kind of worked it out, maybe we've gotten out our systems. Might have been things that might have been different, which I just like this like reflection, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Daniel thanks Johnny for the help. And there's a pause. And all the Daniel and Johnny shippers, they are out there. I see them on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're waiting probably for something. And honestly, to, for me, I'm I'm not like that. I, I don't I don't believe that would be believable at all. Um, but I also was just like, come on, guys, you gonna hug? Hug it out. Like have one little chaste hug between old rivals to be like, thank you, thank you for helping me. You know? It'll happen. It'll happen at some point. It's gotta happen. Yeah. I want a hug. I mean, I want to hug, but I want Daniel and Johnny to hug as well. I want to hug Daniel and Johnny. <laughs> Did I say that on mic? Uh, all right. Uh, the next ch- – Matt's gone very silent. <laughs> I'm going to hug you too, Matt. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> ask some uh, minute-by-minute podcasters uh, that I met down in Philly. They will tell you that I did force hugs onto people. Uh, it's just uh, – I witnessed a sea of uncomfortable faces now. <laughs> I think it was because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You, great hugs, Robin. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, it's a good advertisement for the podcast. This uh, podcast <laughs> is sponsored by How Great My Hugs Are. <laughs> Huggables. It's, it's unhuggables, like the uncrustables. <laughs> Product placement. Oh, boy. <laughs> the next chapter I call Make Up Already. <laughs> So uh, Johnny blows an air horn, which brings M- Robbie, Miguel, and some dirtbag that should have minded his own business <laughs> out. Uh, the boys are annoyed, but Johnny drops the classic quiet um, and tells them to put their put their fists where their mouths are, fight it out. And uh, suddenly we have the a little bit of a reminiscence of the schoolyard fight music. Uh, it's actually, it is the music that I play at the end of every podcast because it's just so epic. Um and Miguel and Robbie just kind of start jabbing at each other and Johnny's like egging them on. But then like Miguel like drops like a roundhouse to Robbie's face, which wakes him up. And then Robbie gets very like springy. He's like jumping off walls. He even like sweeps Miguel's legs. Um, so they go uh, all out. It seems they do. Uh, they, they go up the stairwell. They're suddenly on the balcony above and Johnny's like, all right, guys, knock it off. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like, we're all thinking it like, is Robbie going to get kicked off this, uh, high balcony? Uh, mm-hmm. J- Johnny's well, taking it too. I was I like, thought- Johnny, don't go up. You have to be there to catch whoever falls. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, why can't Bert be up there fighting? I can, I can catch him or Nate. <laughs> um, so Johnny starts running up the stairwell. And Miguel is just hitting Robbie over and over. And he's got the flashbacks of the school fight going through his head. And he's like, pretty much like duplicate. I like how they like show like he's like duplicating the moves that Robbie did on him all leading up to like, I mean, even like Robbie seems to be preparing for the inevitable kick over the railing. Like he's looking kind of scared. Especially like like Miguel like just screams in rage too. Like give it up to uh, Jolo for uh, like 
how well I I think he did, and and as well as Tanner, I, this fight is awesome. It, and for for as quick as it is, like on the rewatch, I was like, okay, that that fight actually was quicker than than I uh, thought it was. But I I think it like really conveyed like like that emotion, those those tensions were just underneath the surface for the both of them, and uh, it was very easy for it to go from like, all right, we're jabbing away here, we're humoring Sensei Lawrence here. Mm-hmm. Uh, to we're really we really want to kill each other, <laughs> and Miguel they working, especially. They were working some stuff out. I found it um, uncomfortable. Sometimes the fight scenes are hard for hard to watch. Yeah, I don't know. if You guys feel kind of desensitized at this point. It's a crime. Oh, it's just podcast. the show. It is. There's going to be fights. <laughs> yeah. So what, what were you saying? Like you were like you were bothered by the violence of it, or? wasn't bothered but just like oh just the the pain i'm like god if that really happened i yeah these guys just rebound so quickly you know <laughs> like how are they not just bloodied crippled messes <clears throat> yeah i was talking about last week how i love that all these karate guys and i was speaking about the adults at the time but like all these karate guys can get into these like epic fights with each other and then just be sitting around later and they just got an ice pack and you know they're gonna be yeah. all right you know yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Miguel stops and he's like, I didn't get into karate to hurt people. And, uh, and then asks like, um, uh, like, because, because Robbie's like, why'd you hold back? And then he asks Robbie, why did you, why didn't you hold back, uh, at the school? And Robbie confesses to a bit of tunnel vision and he's like, and, and he, I, I, wow. Like he, he goes, um, that might've been the worst moment of your life, but it was also the worst moment of mine as well. Like, I wish I'd, I'd do anything to take it back. And, uh, and Miguel like accepts it. And it's just like, he like, and, and like, we know Robbie's being very sincere here. And, uh, like I was just a little bit emotional as they were making up, like not exactly spilling over emotional yet, but this was so cathartic. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, finally, finally, mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, very nice to see, like, yeah, I, finally we can put that behind us. We don't have to rehash that again and again and again. And... I also like that the the right the, the writers, you know, whatever the whoever decided in the writing room, like, have Miguel and Sam and Robbie and Tori broken up. So it's not like a it's they're working out the stuff between themselves. It's not like jealousy yeah. over this person or that person it has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the schoolyard fight and the repercussions from that and the fact that they haven't even had like a decent discussion about it since right. um yeah yeah it's so amazing it. and, so it's, John- go, and johnny's go. so happy yes uh and he's like you know if you you guys still hate each other when the baby gets here <laughs> and they're like what and then they're so happy about that and it's also sweet it was very sweet uh guys i will admit i it got a little dusty when they both they both hug Johnny together and yeah. they have their arms around each other too. It's just like <laughs> I'm like, oh, like I've been sitting here waiting for hugs uh, for this episode. <laughs> they finally delivered, but it's just like, yes, like he's got his two sons. Like <laughs> everything's gonna be okay now, you know. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I really hope. Uh, later, Carmen is surprised to see a bruised and bloodied uh, Miguel and Robbie eating breadsticks together. Uh, I looked around the table. There is a limit. I didn't see like any coming in as as they were being eaten. So, Olive Garden might be lying. <laughs> I get it. 
I get it. Um, I w- are you surprised that she allowed the the boy who crippled her son uh, into her home? I would say she probably deserved a little a warning call. I think from Johnny, yeah. but uh, I'm su- I, I'm I'm happy. I think she just kind of looked at Miggy and was just and looked at Johnny and was like, "All right, things." She just saw the out. smiles all yeah. around the room, and she's like, "Okay, everything is good." You know, she's got uh, feel good pregnancy hormones too. So <laughs> is that is that what it is? I think so. At this point, she's she's puking. She's got those feel good pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I hear it's a thing. <laughs> I, I mean, there's also the fact that Robbie is Johnny's son, so she's probably seen an end game here where, like, mm-hmm. the the thing that would be ideal is all of them to be together. Now, Robbie didn't show up in the Top Gun dream that Carmen had uh, as part of the family unit, but. Maybe her unconscious is like, oh, maybe maybe it won't happen. I don't know. But I think that's part of why she accepted it because she knows that, you know, if Miggy's okay with it, that's good. And it's also like Johnny has been desperate to have Robbie be back in his life again. And mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, Johnny's like talks about how the fight was supervised and how actually it was Daniel's idea. Like, let him fight it out, you know, until it with no points. And then Johnny kind of warns her he's like i think i might have to work with uh daniel again he needs he needs my help you know Mm. oh god the episode still isn't there's still stuff to talk about the next chapter i called it's definitely a trap (laughs) uh daniel's ready to move on family's more important he's gonna send chosen off uh and he's like sorry for wasting your time and chosen says defending the honor of miyagi-do is not a waste of time nor is helping a friend there's a moment and there's no hug. <laughs> <laughs> well, me, uh, Chosen's probably like Miyagi and not into hugs. <laughs> not into hugs, yeah. They like go to hug, they go to hug and then they bow to each other. At least that'd be cool if they bowed to each other. Maybe, I don't know. Mm. Then Daniel's but, like, I, I gotta go, I got one more thing to do. I gotta go apologize to Stingray. And everybody, I'm, everybody watching is just screaming no. Uh, or maybe it was just me. I don't know. <laughs> Or just like, ah, of course, the inevitable is about to be evitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I say that right? <laughs> we go to Stingray's apartment. The door is open. Uh, Daniel, of course, is like, well, I'll just walk through here with my new PlayStation for Ray. Product course. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Stingray probably got this over a par- this place at, over uh, Apartments.com. Apartments.com <laughs> is a great place that... Um, Terry Silver is there waiting because Uh, Terry, of course, like in Karate Kid Part 3, always has Daniel under surveillance, so he's able to show up (laughs) right where Daniel's uh, arriving. Um, So Terry is uh, looking a little angry. Can't believe that you'd try to turn Stingray. And Daniel's like, hey, the valley's yours. I'm done. Uh, But Terry says he's got bigger plans. Uh, Daniel attempts to leave, but Terry's not done. He steps in his way. He pokes him in the chest, uh, not, not pokes him in the chest. He's kind of pokes at him, uh, about how easy it was to ruin his marriage and how easy it's going to be to wrap Cobra Kai geese around both his kids, which of uh. course I'm like, Oh no. And yeah, just like I said at the beginning of the season, like I saw this trailer, I saw, Daniel looking pretty uh, whiskery and angry and this Duke's up and I've been anticipating this for a while. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, Daniel does strike first. Uh, he uh, uh, even gets to deliver a nice backhand to Terry. Uh, Terry grabs him, headbutts him, kicks him to the floor. Daniel, did you notice this, Matt? Daniel tries to sweep Terry's legs, and Terry jumps right over it. <laughs> I did not notice. <laughs> nice callback to Karate Kid Part 3. Like, I, I taught you this. You're not going to pull it off on me <laughs> or any of my students. Uh, Terry fights back, gra- even grabs Daniel's face and just, like, shoves him to the floor. That's, like, how strong Terry Silver is. <laughs> like, It's a pretty brutal fight. Knockdown, dragout fight. Yeah. He says, we're way past waving white flags, Daniel, Danny boy. It's one of the more uh, bra- brawly fights uh, oh, yeah. Daniel's been in. It's like mm-hmm. not a lot of like, like really good form, like karate, like back and forth. It's just like we're beating each other down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Daniel fights back, even gets Terry up against a wall and uh, Terry kind of ducks and, and Daniel punches the wall twice, bloodying his knuckles. And we get flashbacks of Terry's evil Cobra Kai trading uh, and uh, where, you know, his knuckles got bloody. Daniel attacks again with those bloody knuckles, but Terry, I, I mean, it really looked like he broke Daniel's arm, but we see in the the final shots, he doesn't have like a cast or anything. Yeah. He just kind of twists it and maybe sprains it a little bit or something. Yeah. Um, I feel like they've done that before, made it appear like somebody was more hurt than they actually were. Right. Dimitri had a cast for a little while. Yeah. Uh, I was expecting Daniel to be in a cast for the rest of the season. I wasn't looking forward to it, but I was also Mm -hmm. like, I guess it's what we have to do. Mm. Um, There's got to be some repercussions for getting in all these fights. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it. It was, it kind of became a bit of a internet meme uh, when the latest season of Stranger Things came out. And I'm not going to spoil anything about it, but people, I think it's becoming more of a, a popular thing to watch shows with subtitles on. I mean, I know I do it. Uh, and it was kind of a joke how uh, Netflix would constantly describe the music that was playing during scenes. And I noticed during this, it says dramatic operatic music plays. <laughs> <laughs> dramatic operatic. I like it. <laughs> Tentacles squelching wetly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Terry uh, kicks Daniel to the floor again and then steps on his neck. And he says, this is not an act of mercy. I want you alive for what's about to happen. Because you guys remember? (laughs) No, not even you, Matt. He he said, I want you alive. The callback? Yeah, the callback. Terry says it to Daniel in during the All Valley when uh, he gets knocked over to where he, Terry is. Oh, yeah. He says the real pain is about to begin. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So we see a battered, beaten Daniel on the floor. Now, again, when I pictured Daniel and Terry finally getting the throwdown, Daniel finally getting to get some payback on Terry. I did not want Daniel beaten at the end, but it also is it's episode five. And I think it's more like emotionally impactful to see Daniel LaRusso, like down alone, beaten. Like he's just at his lowest. And, uh, I, I, I 
guarantee as an actor like Ralph Macchio like salivated when he was just like, oh god, this is gonna be fun to play this season, like yeah. right. So first the pain, then the rising, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next chapter I called final surprise. Uh, we see a little bit of a montage. One of one, one part of it shows, uh, Daniel is in bed and we could see his throat is hurting from being stepped on. Um, mm-hmm. but Amanda is by his side. And then we go and see Sam letting Johnny into the house and they're waiting for Johnny, our chosen and Amanda. So, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. Uh, mm-hmm. or maybe I saw it. Uh, Tori uh, is doing the voiceover, though, uh, and she talks about hiding things and delivering messages which could hurt people. And, like, <gasps> she put the newspaper clipping in there, and uh, she's like, tell me there's an endgame. And endgame, of course, is a, a thing that's been used more and more these days since Avengers Endgame. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Endgame has been used in so many things. But uh, we get the great... Jonathan Crease <laughs> doing like doing what Martin Cove like does best, which is like delivering some final lines to an episode to be like, like just drop like something and then have the credits hit and to just have you just like go, Oh my God. Crease <laughs> says there is an in game kid. Silver is going down. Only he doesn't know it yet. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, again, the, like I guarantee uh, Bob Dearden wrote this, like hearing Martin Cove's voice in this, because it's just a classic, like crease, like final line of the episode, which I guess you could say this is almost like a rehash of like, but God, give Martin Cove some fun stuff, like some dramatic stuff to read uh, just to kind of drop the hammer mm-hmm. or something, you know, I don't know. I love it. <laughs> and he has a great voice too. He's, yeah. Um... And the faces he makes, like, oh, he's so good. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So it turns out the uh, the, the Tori and Crease were tr- trying to get Daniel and Chosen to uh, 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 figure out that Stingray is a liar, and maybe that way they could bring um, Terry down. But maybe Crease has a bigger plan. Um, we'll see. <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, maybe I'll think differently after another re- rewatch of the entire series, but I'm just going to say best episode ever. Uh, and what did you like about it the most? I mean, again, I, I'm such like a Daniel LaRusso fan. Uh, I loved pretty good as ass him. beat. It doesn't, it, that's not the point. Like the point is like, he gets something more to do than being like the, uh, hoity-toity businessman that's upper class and knows better than everybody around him. Like he's brought so low, and uh, I thought that was so great to see um, Ralph Macchio play. But again, like I loved seeing a fight between um, Terry and Daniel. I absolutely loved the Miguel and Robbie um, fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and makeup and just all like the, all like the good vibes that were coming off of things. Just finally resolving. Johnny giving Daniel advice. Yes. Johnny giving Daniel advice, uh, chosen as well. Being such a good friend, Jessica Andrews showed up and <laughs> they used her so well. And Elizabeth and Rooney show. I mean, come on. Like this, this episode delivers left and right. 
Oh, you are her number one and only fan. I love Jessica? It. No, no the, Elizabeth. Rudy. Elizabeth, I was happy to see Elizabeth and Rudy show up and uh, get get clobbered by Sam. She's a real household name. <laughs> Again, if your name is Elizabeth Ann Rooney, please email us at karatekidminute at gmail.com and tell us how the movie and the series has now affected your life. <laughs> uh, anything else uh, you guys think it's the best episode ever or uh, maybe top five, top ten, or you didn't like it? It's probably in the top ten at least. I don't know about top five. Prob- okay. Maybe five. Um, what do you, what do, you, do you actually have an episode that comes to mind where you're like best episode ever? No, I'd have to like look at a list and with descriptions and stuff to jog my memory. Now, I absolutely love the Sensei Showdown last last season too. Um, there's a, there's there's a couple of great ones in season one. Even I love the schoolyard fight at the end of two. I mean, the 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 Larusso house fight and like Daniel and Johnny facing down with Crease uh, at the end of that. I mean, come on, those were great episodes. Like those are all like huge mm-hmm. i i know in some fandoms like 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 in like a you know like if you you're watching a long-running uh series like sometimes it's fun to like say like okay now we know the premieres and the finales are always like the best of list but like challenge yourself what are some mid-season episodes but then again this they always do like episode five for cobra kai is episode five remember. is usually strong in every season yeah yeah it's a mid-season finale, you know. Even uh, everybody's binging left and right except for me. I, and uh, my girlfriend, who I'm uh, forcing to <laughs> be, be patient. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, we probably went extra long on this, but it deserved it. And uh, I, I uh, let you all know that uh, I do have an email out to Bob Dearden, the writer. I'm hoping to get him back onto the podcast again before uh, we wrap up this season of Cobra Kai. Uh, but we'll see. He might be busy. Um, okay. Uh, if there's not anything else, uh, email us, karatekidminute at gmail.com, especially uh, Elizabeth Ann Rooney's. Uh, yeah. Find us on social media. Look for Karate Kid Minute and rate and review us on uh, iTunes or whatever, wherever you get your podcasts. Or just tell a friend. Anyway, until next time. Blow it out your ass, Rooney. Rooney.